Good afternoon, everybody, or good day, everybody. This is uh, Charles from Sheik First and Towns. Uh, Sheik First is a little tied up today, so he won't be with us. Um, but I'm here. I'm here to talk NBA and how the NBA has actually stolen the headlines. By now, typically in most years, by now we'd be starting to talk about baseball. With the baseball's all-star game being um, on Tuesday, which is tomorrow, home run hitting contest tonight, we would have started talking about baseball by now. But because of the way the NBA season went and because free agency is has the names it had, um, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard, Kimball Walker, uh, Jimmy Butler, right? And some of the trades that happened, in particular, Conley um, leaving Memphis and going to Utah in a trade. Um, and the trade, the biggest trade so far on, 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 the, on the crusp of all the news from free agency is uh, Paul George uh, working his way out of OKC and landing with the Clippers with, along with Kawhi Leonard. Um, because of those things, the NBA, MLB just hasn't had a chance to, to steal the front page um, on the, from, from the sports scene just yet. Uh, and, you know, there's also some pending trades because of Paul George leaving OKC. Now, the story is that Russell Westbrook and his agent has approached um, the general manager and leadership of OKC to find out what their next move is going to be. So are they in a complete rebuild? Are they looking to tear everything down and move uh, uh, Westbrook? Or are they looking to uh, keep Westbrook and build around him? Westbrook being 30 years old. Typically when an NBA player gets in their 30s, no matter how productive they are, um, and another superstar leaves like that, um, typically is a sign that they're willing, that the team is willing and ready to rebuild, right? So because of those things, MLB hasn't gotten any daylight. And because of those things, MLB won't get any daylight on this show this week either. Uh, so we'll talk basketball uh, for a minute. Um, just amazed, amazed at with the, this Kawhi Leonard thing and how he was able to basically buy time with the Lakers, and by time, to some degree, with Toronto. But all reports seem seemingly Toronto knew that he wasn't coming back, um, or they had some kind of idea that he wasn't coming back. So it looks like from all the reports, what Kawhi did was buy time for the Lakers and kind of kept them at bay, hoping that they would be able to sign him. And it seems like he knew all along that he was going to the Clippers he was just waiting for Paul George to work himself away from OKC. That's amazing in, in itself. Um, and I mean, here, here, here's the thing that leads me to it. Leads me to the 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 the, the issue of the players in, in in the NBA seem to have absolute control once they get away from their contract. And in the case of Anthony Davis. In the case of Paul George, it seems like the upper echelon players, even in a contract, we saw this a few a couple of seasons ago with Kyrie Irving, even and Jimmy Butler last season, 
even while under contract from a team, it seems that these players can move around as they wish. They may not land where they want to, but they can at least escape the team that they want to escape even while under contract. Um, and that's unprecedented in all the three across all three major sports except for basketball. In football, that doesn't happen. The only person that may have the power to do that would be the quarterback and a star receiver. Um, in ba- baseball, you hardly ever see a player under contract demanding to be traded. Hardly ever see that now. Um, used to see that before with like players like Reggie Jackson, but this is going back a ways. Um, but that's it's unprecedented. So so far. NBA uh, offseason has been very, very, very interesting. Um, now, according to Vegas, both the Lakers and the Clippers are 7-2 to odds to win the championship. So it seems that the center of the NBA universe is in L.A. It seems to this degree, to at least thus far. But I don't think all the pieces have fallen yet. All the free agent, major free agent signings have taken place. The Lakers have completely retooled. Um, the Clippers have um, bolstered their roster. Um, the 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 Blazers has has bolstered bolstered their roster. Um, it looks as if Utah has done the same. Um, but there are some moves that are going to be made assuredly. Um, some probably before the season, and then during the season, I foresee. Uh, that there will be some trading because I look at a team like Toronto that, if I'm not mistaken, no one on their current roster is on their books after this coming season, right? So I look at a team like Toronto with Siakam, with Kyle Lowry, Mark Gasol, um, um, Serge Ibaka. If the season, if those players are still there when the season starts, as the season goes along, and maybe Toronto isn't in contention, or they're like maybe on the outside looking in seventh or eighth seed, uh, because I think the East is going to change dramatically. You still have Philly out there that looks pretty strong. You have Milwaukee that didn't lose a lot. They did lose Brogdon. They didn't lose a lot. Um, you have Boston that probably still make the playoffs, the young talent and Kimba. Um, the Nets will probably, even with KD not playing this year, they probably made the playoffs. They made it last year. Um, without KD, right, and they didn't lose much. You trade D'Angelo Russell, you, you get rid of D'Angelo Russell, you bring on Kyrie Irving. So that's an upgrade to some degree, in my opinion, to some degree, because um, we don't know what the team dynamics are going to be. Um, so they're going to make the playoffs. Indiana with a healthy Olo and Depot coming back to team up with um, Brogdon and Jeremy Lamb. Um, that That's going to be an interesting situation in, in Indiana. Um, so I think they'll make the playoffs. Um, and then it's going to be probably a Toronto, maybe. So what is that? Toronto may get a six or seven seed. I expect the Knicks to make the playoffs too, um, unless they make a, a huge move, because um, they are one of the teams that are, have been mentioned possibly where Russell Westbrook might land because of the assets that they have, the young pieces that they have, and the draft picks that are available to them. Um, so... Those are the six teams. So you figure if it gets weird in the season and we're close to the trade deadline and Toronto says, you know what, we're going to be a six, seven seed at best. We're going to lose these guys, all of these guys at the end of the season. 
because we haven't we haven't signed them before the season. You know what? Let's go and be a seller. Let's sell off Kyle Lowry. Let's sell off sell off Marcus All. Let's sell off um, Siakam. Let's sell off guys like that, and let's see if we can get something in return. Maybe an expiring contract with a draft pick, um, and and kind of retool for for the future, right? So I don't think all the dominoes have fallen yet. I think some will. I think the Westbrook situation, um, he may be moved before the season starts. Um, but again, here's the thing: this Kawhi Leonard thing told showed us. No matter how much inside information you have, no matter, no matter how well you know the players, listen, everybody is prognosticating out here. Stephen A. Smith, prognosticating. Um, Chris Broussard, they're prognosticating, just like we are, right? Because all everything coming up to this Kawhi Leonard piece was Kawhi has the Clippers were out. Everybody said the Clippers were out. The Clippers had no chance. And this is as we're approaching the signing of Kawhi. That it was now between Toronto and the Lakers. Toronto and the Lakers. You turn to Fox, Toronto and the Lakers. Turn to ESPN, Toronto and the Lakers. You jump on somebody's podcast, it's Toronto and the Lakers. Nobody mentioned the Clippers except for the Clippers fans. And you expect those individuals, that that group of people, to always uh, um, keep hope alive for their team. Um, But at the end, Kawhi signs with Toronto. Excuse me. He signs with the Clippers. Amazing, 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 amazing. What do you guys think? We'd love to hear from you guys. Just love to hear from you guys. And then here's the thing. Here's one thing I wanted to bring up, and that's this, is that the Nick front office, and they for years they've been ridiculed because James Dolan seemingly doesn't want to put a contender doesn't care about putting a contender on the floor. Um, I'm in New York City, and everyone here believes, or most Knicks fans believe, that most of the reason we haven't put a quality team on the floor is because the Garden is sold out every night, and we haven't been to the playoffs in, in years, right? Outside of that hiccup with the Carmelo Anthony era, the short Carmelo Anthony era, the Knicks haven't been to the playoffs in almost a decade, but the garden is still sold out every night. So, um, you know, fan, fandom in New York has kind of put this prognosis together that says James Dolan just doesn't want, he doesn't care about putting a winning team on the floor. It's only about money. Well, I'll say this. I don't know if that's the case or not because I've never met Mr. Dolan. Um, I can only go by what has seemed to happen in the past with the Nick franchise. And it looks like the same thing is happening with the L.A. Lakers. Right up until this year, it doesn't seem like they look to put a winning team on the floor because the Staples Center is sold out every night. Right, and what what am I trying to say? Am I trying to say that the Nick front office is equal or better than the Lakers front office? No. Am I saying that the Lakers front office is equal or better than the Nick front office? No. What I'm saying is, is that it seems this is an old-fashioned way of, of seeing things, and that is the person that builds wants to put a winner on the floor, or the person that builds a business wants to do whatever he or she can to make the franchise better, while the person that inherits 
from the builder only sees this opportunity as an opportunity to take care of themselves and store up cash. In both the Lakers and the Knicks uh, 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 history, it seems like the original builders of the team or the, 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 the generation preceding the current generation um, seem to want to build and put a quality team on the floor. So the Jim Dolan era, the James Dolan era is a post-Patrick Ewan era. And in the post-Patrick Ewan era, we've only, the Knicks have only been to the playoffs maybe three times in the post-Patrick Ewan era. And I may be giving them too many playoff appearances. Nonetheless, um, it is in that post-Patrick Ewan era where James Dolan, in my opinion, is riding off the coattails of the, the past success and the past branding of the Knicks. They're not putting quality teams on the floor. Although I like what they did this offseason so far. Um, yes, they did the they they did botch up the Kevin Durant situation by not offering him a max deal because they weren't sure of his injury. And to some degree, I can't be mad at that because you never know how Kevin Durant is going to come back. You gamble. You give him a free year, basically, if you give him the max. If you extend a mini contract, you give him a free year. And then you're betting that he's going to come back as the KD pre-injury, right? Nobody knows that that's going to happen, what's going to happen with that. So you take a chance. So what do you do? Instead of taking a chance on KD, you say, all right, we're going to get some, some subsequent, some nice pieces that we can put around our team and potentially build, uh, not necessarily a contender, but let's first build a playoff team, a playoff, a playoff caliber team, a team that's capable to get in the playoffs and make a little noise in the playoffs. And maybe, just maybe, doing having that approach um, makes the Knicks more applicable for or more appealing for future free agents to come to because nobody wants to come. Right, that hero madness that we we put on people, that everybody wants to come to New York and take the team to a championship. These players are not really looking to be heroes, right? The heroic effort in most players' view is that they have come to your city, play on your team, and give your team some revel um, relevance in the NBA, right? Whether they win a the chip or not. Um, because in this NBA, you can't. It looks like, I mean, Toronto was the 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 the, the telltale factor. They won a chip last year without a superstar, except for only having one superstar, which was Kawhi, right? Um, but it still goes to the fact that I've said this on the show repeatedly, and you can go and fact check this. In the last forty-two years in the NBA, every NBA champion, every single. NBA championship team for the last 42 seasons has had at least three all-stars on their team. I didn't say superstars, but three all-stars on their team. So I know we live in an age of super teams, but the formula to me doesn't seem like it needs to be a quote-unquote super team per se. It just needs to be a team that has at least three all-stars. And those all-stars need to be kind of be somewhat either in their prime or just outside of their prime, right? Um, check, fact check, and some teams even had four 
all stars. You look at the the uh, the last two seasons, last two champions with um, championships that the Golden State Warriors won. You date this all the way back to the Dallas Mavericks beating LeBron James's Miami Heat. The Dallas Mavericks had four All Stars at that on that team. Um, not saying they should have beat Miami, but they did have four All Stars, right? Nonetheless, um, the Knicks look as if they're on the right track. Where the Lakers, I mean, here's the thing: without it appears without Magic Johnson being in place. And Magic should get a lot of respect and credit for this rebuild. Um, I know Rob Polink is probably going to take, and Jeannie Buss are probably going to take most of the credit. But Magic Johnson should take a lot of the credit for this rebuild. Why do I say that? It is Magic Johnson that got LeBron James in the building. It is LeBron James and Rich Paul that got Anthony Davis in the building. It is Anthony Davis's relationship with DeMarcus Cousins they got DeMarcus Cousins in the building. It is Magic Johnson bringing Magic, excuse me, bringing LeBron James to the to the Lakers that even got them in a conversation with a Kawhi Leonard. So all roads point back, not necessarily to the franchise, but point back to the relationships that were forged between Magic Johnson and some of these players in the NBA, in the current NBA. And those players' relationships with their, um, their cohorts or their, 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 their compadres in the current NBA, right? The Knicks don't have that right now. The Knicks don't have that right now because they don't have anybody on their team right now that has that much clout or respect in the NBA. Most of their players are, are on the younger side. I believe Julius Randle maybe, or yeah, Julius Randle maybe. The oldest player on the Knicks roster. I need to check that. But he may now be the oldest player on their roster, if I'm not mistaken. Right? And Julius Randle has only been in the league for like six seasons. Something to that degree. And maybe seven. Right? So, here's the thing. The thing is, listen. The Knicks are trying to build a winner. It looks like the Lakers have built a winner. Right? Barring injuries, obviously. Barring injuries. And then we have to see where players like Westbrook land or other players that may be on the last leg of their contract um, or players that just won a championship and kind of won out. We have to see where those players land. I don't think we're done talking NBA yet this summer. Um, I think we'll be talking NBA in spurts all the way through the summer into the um, start of training camp for the NBA. Listen, this is Seek First and Towns. If you're not following us, make sure you follow us on all social media, all podcast areas. Listen, we'd love to hear from you. Want to hear what you think about what we're saying. And listen, we want to love to interact with you guys. With that said, have a great day and God bless.